We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Hello, Hello love Howdy, 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 Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love But now we are back together again Hello, love Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love I think, Bob Slotty, you feel like staying long, Come making yourself feel right at home here? Yeah, we got a little longer to go, Howard. I ain't going anywhere. Yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good. Chair's comfortable, you know. I got. I think I got my, 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 my butt impression is right where I want to be. I feel like I'm right here at home. Hopefully you all will as well. Uh, come on in and join us this morning. Uh, it's a rainy morning, a um, little light rain, followed by some heavier rain. It's going to be some kind of rain all day long. Daytime high, uh, as we mentioned, close to 50 maybe. Uh, right now, 41 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 40 at the Highlands, and the 41 in Elm Grove, and 42 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Turkey shoot coming up, still a chance for you to win a uh, uh, gift card from Kroger that will get you some fixings for your Thanksgiving feast. Uh, if you can match up the correct number of shots, our marksman will take to kill the turkey. We'll do that later on. Stand by. Your chance to win coming up for that. A lot of political stuff to get to. Uh, we're going to talk about. Um, uh, we're going to talk with Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, our Pentagon reporter, coming up a minute or two. Senator Joe Manchin, whom I promoted all day yesterday, was coming on yesterday and and didn't because I was completely wrong. I was completely wrong. Senator Manchin is with us today, uh, as we'll talk about his quest for the middle of America, whatever that might be, and a few other things he wants to get into, and we will do that. More bad tidings for Biden in another poll and more pundit speculation on whether he should drop out or not. If you want to join us, you know what to do, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600, or you can call 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, and uh, uh, phone line, I should say, and that will also get you through to us, and and we can chat, chat, we can chat, man. Uh, so uh, come on in, uh, join us conversationally, or sit back and listen. Spend some time with us. We are here until ten this morning, when my good friend Mr. Kirchival will take over. Statewide talk line coming in at that point. It's eight twelve, twelve minutes after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I mentioned m- new polling is out. And to some extent, it is leading people to say more of what Bob Slider has been saying here for a while. Uh, To begin with, uh, let's see. Former President Trump lead over President Biden in a hypothetical 2024 matchup is growing. The Harvard Caps Harris poll uh, was reported in The Hill yesterday. Trump would get 48 percent of the vote among respondents. Biden, 41 percent. 11 percent say they still don't know. Uh, they don't know or are unsure of who they would vote for. That 11 percent can make a big difference if it all were to break. If they, if you believe the polling numbers, 
if they all were to break towards uh, Biden, then you'd have 52 percent for Biden, 48 percent for Trump. If that splits even a little bit, though, it's still not good news for uh, uh, for Biden. The poll shows Trump has gained two percentage points since the survey was done back in October. And this is not the first survey that is suggesting that. You recall the New York Times-Siena College poll found Trump leading Biden by five points uh, or more in the key uh, battleground states. So that's not good. Um, and now we have this one. And all of that is leading a lot of people to, I won't say, no, not a lot, but it's leading some people and some well-known people to suggest that maybe it's time for Biden to step down. Maybe it's time for Biden to step down. Politico yesterday suggested that. Um, David um, uh, David Axelrod suggested that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Maureen Dowd in her column this week uh, supports uh, Axelrod, first of all, in saying Axelrod's a pretty smart guy, and then secondly in saying that, you know, the truth of the matter is that Axelrod made a good point when he said maybe, just maybe it's time for uh, Biden to put his personal feelings aside and think about what's best for the country. Uh, quoting Maureen Dow, maybe Biden should not indulge the Irish chip on his shoulder. He needs to gather the sharpest minds in his party and hear what they have to say, not engage in petty feuds. Some of what you've been saying, Bob Slider, for a while. Yeah, uh, again, but and I was buying into it until that guy came on and bursted my bubble Sunday. I don't know if it was uh, Meet the Press, Face the Nation. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one it was. But they asked him about Joe Manchin. He said, ah, come on. What state is going to give him their electoral numbers, the votes? Nobody. No state uh, right now is going to, to back Joe Manchin. And that kind of took me down a peg or two yeah i just i i i mean i know that mansion name is out there and and he is on his quest for the middle and he's with us in uh about an hour or so he's going to be here to talk to us about what he's actually planning to do because i still don't fully understand this search for the middle i think with mansion and i'm just i i may be completely off base i think everybody is trying to put it into a political box well if he's not running for uh, the senate then he's trying to run for the presidency I don't know. I think he's building a legacy, and I think he's looking more philosophical than political. And I will ask him. I'm not sure he would take the. I don't sure he wants the presidency. Oh, I think he would. Again, I think he's sitting back because what the Judah and I talked about the likelihood, or right now the undecision. Who's it going to really be? And I think he's playing on that. You know, just sitting back. I'll take a little tour, and we'll see in February who's still around. Well, I, it could be. I mean, the problem I have is. And it may be me. Maybe my political analysis skills have all gone bad. Uh, but I, I just have a hard time reading anything about the 2024 presidential election. Well, that's election. because the water's so muddied up, uh, Howard. You just, you just don't know. In uh, my mind, conventional wisdom says at this stage of the game, you cannot change your horses. But the truth of the matter is... The, the, there's a distinct possibility one or two horses could change before 2020. That, that's what really has the water all muddied up. And Howard, uh, what really has a smile on my face today, do you remember about 7, 10, 7, 15 yesterday morning? You said, Bob, what's wrong? And I just blurted out. I think you gave me, what, 10 minutes where I just Steelers. ranted and raved. and You were not happy with the way the Steelers that's played. Bo that's the way Bob Slider operates. His heart is out here, and I just will not hold anything back. I just spent a couple minutes talking to sensitive, 
calm, level-headed uh, Tom Squatteri on the on the line, Howard. Yes. <laughs> Is he fired up? Maybe even Steelers. worse. Oh my God. <laughs> Sensitive Tom uh, is is not feeling it either. I mean, uh, he he is fired up. A true Steeler fan, yeah. So I feel better, Howard. You feel better that you. Are I not. do. Yes. Well, so you're 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 getting some support on that. I'm telling you, I, you're you're not yet in the majority, but there are more and more people saying, as you've been saying, that uh, Biden may have to step down or uh, let somebody else take over. I, it's not there's not an overwhelming movement towards that, but there are important people who are saying that. The, so. the most important is Joe Biden, where he just says, look, I, I've had it, throws his hands up. But like you say all the time, Howard, there just isn't somebody there waiting in the wings. That's the, 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 and it's, it's getting later and later, you know, which is why I don't think Joe Manchin would do it. I don't think he wants to do it. I don't think he will do it. I don't think he could do it. But it's why his name is out there, because he's, let's face it, for the last two years at least, Joe Manchin has been in the news literally every single day. Because he's been the swing vote in the Senate, and he speaks out a lot, so I don't know. We'll talk, and again, Senator Manchin with us in the next hour of the show, so we'll get a better feel for what he's thinking, and uh, we'll get a feel for what Tom Scuteri is thinking about maybe, the Steelers and other matters. Maybe don't, maybe don't ask Tom about don't ask Steelers. Don't ask Steelers? No, maybe not. Will he go off like you did yesterday? I think so. Oh, it was, it was, it was a... I, I don't have the dump button, but if I had it, I would have kept my finger on it when you were going off on your rant yesterday. 818, Tom is up next. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items, plus shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Ready to take your driving experience to the next level? Look no further than Toyota, the pioneers of automotive technology. 
With Toyota cars, trucks, and SUVs, you'll discover a world of cutting-edge innovation at your fingertips, like advanced driver assist features, seamless connectivity, and unparalleled safety systems. Go to buyatoyota.com for special offers, then visit your local Toyota dealership. Offers end August 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Our countdown to Christmas continues with the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on AM 1600 and 1370. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Poetry Man Tom Scuteri coming up in uh, in just a minute. I know it sounds like we're jumping the season with the uh, the holiday intros, but I've I've been getting in the in the Christmas spirit. We've got a few Christmas decorations around the house, not the outside ones yet, because still have Thanksgiving up outside our house. And I have multiple uh, Christmas uh, stations programmed on my Sirius XM radio. So as we're driving around, traveling around, I'm singing Christmas songs all the time. I'm just in the mood. And a survey, which maybe I'll share with you later on says the earlier you decorate, the happier you are. So well, we're getting a little jump on the uh, on the holiday stuff here with our openings. Uh, next week, Bob, Christmas music, or are you going to wait? What do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, usually we, after Thanksgiving, so we'll be into it. Uh, and then say, man, I can't wait till January 1 gets here so we can stop this nonsense. Stop it. <laughs> 8.22 in the morning, the Watchdog Morning Show. Tom Scateri is here with us, the poetry man here, and the, the Pentagon reporter poetry man. Good morning, Tom. <laughs> Good morning. All right, so before you stir me up, Bob and Howard, I'm going to give my cultural uh, um, gift to the show. Okay. Two days ago, Howard, November 19th, 19, and 64 years ago, on November 19th, 1959, was the debut of the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Oh, wow. And I just love that show. I and I too. think today, you know, when you look at it, how smart and clever the writing was, my dad used to sit with me to watch the show and laugh at jokes that I didn't understand, but he did. Now I do when I watch it again. And uh, so it's, it's just to me, you know, as we're getting to the heavy stuff in a moment, uh, I just thought that, you know, because we like to talk about cultural things and there was no show on Sunday, I'm guessing. So I'm bringing it to you now. Yeah, that's right. It was almost subversive, some people felt. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And here's, a, here's a something, you know, Boris and Natasha, Boris Badenov, you know. Um, right. <laughs> uh, when I was in Bosnia uh, covering the war in Yugoslavia in Bosnia, uh, one of my translators was uh, Serbian. She's excellent, friend to this day, and she was fearless and smart and crafty. And our past, and she never knew about Rocky and Bullwinkle, so we were telling her about the show. And so when we had to have a safe word to use, in other words, if the situation was getting too tense, mm-hmm. Alexandra, her name, Alexandra, would whisper aloud, kill moose and squirrel in her <laughs> accent. And it was like, it baffled everybody else, but we knew what she meant. You know, and I just think so. It's a very fond memory. And thanks for letting me indulge you with that for a couple minutes. I appreciate it. Bob, were you, a, were you a moose and squirrel fan? Yeah, but Natasha and Boris kind of scared me when I was young. Yeah, probably. But, uh, <laughs> wasn't it uh, that he would uh, pull a rabbit out of his hat and that would always go go wrong? Yeah. That, oh, that was another part of the segment. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Moose and squirrel. And I have a question for you, Howard, that please, if you talk to Governor Manchin. Notice who I said Governor Manchin. Because okay. I remember you telling me many times, uh, listening to the show, and you telling me in our discussion how when Senator Manchin was Governor Manchin, he was able to bring people together yep. and, and move forward on legislation. 
And I was thinking about that in light of what you just said earlier, and what you know, the, the talk about him maybe running as a third party candidate. Well, I would love to see him out there as quote Governor Mansion, trying to find ways to bring the sides together again, not as a candidate for president, but as sort of some other kind of, uh, or and not third, not no labels, which is not what it says it is. Uh, you know, sort of out there looking for ways to bring people together. I think the country still is ready for that, you know. I think, you know, and I think that would be an interesting role for him to play. I think that part of, and I'm going to talk to the senator about this, because all of the articles that I've read and all of the interviews that have been done since he announced he is not running for re-election, instead he's going to engage in this, what he called on our show a couple of months ago, a national tour, what did he call it last week when he was made the announcement, Bob, uh, travel the country, something like that. Um, all of the pundits and all of the reporters are trying to pin him into a political job. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Well, if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be senator, then maybe he's going to run for president. And I'm not so sure that he isn't exa- doing exactly what he says he's doing, which is mm-hmm. more of a philosophical search for the middle, a philosophical way to bring people together. And I don't know, I'm going to talk to him about this, I don't know that his game plan is to be elected to anything. I think his game plan is to try to convince people there is a different way of doing business um, and trying to find a way to pull those people yeah. together. But, I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that I'm, I'm be here, I'll be interested to hear what he says on, on, your, on your show. I think that, you know, uh, the whole thing about Biden, you know, stepping aside and, and all that, you may recall that when he ran um, against Trump and won, Part of the thinking was he was going to be a one-termer. He wanted to settle things down and kind of get the country back on course. And so, you know, that, that, I'm not totally convinced that that's still not going to happen. And I will say to you that there's one person who's already kind of positioning himself, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. He sends out a lot of emails. He's showing up at a lot of things. He's kind of running a surrogate, hey, I'm available campaign if you need me. So I do think that should Senator, uh, Senator Biden, President Biden, decide not to run again, that there'll be a couple of people ready to go um, as well. But I don't I, mean Senator Manchin. In the poll that came out yesterday from uh, Harvard, the Harvard-Harris poll, um, the Trump beats Biden, but Trump also would beat Kamala Harris and also would beat Gavin Newsom in that poll. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about him beating Gavin Newsom or another non-Harris Biden candidate. You know, those two people have perceptions of because of who they, or at least they think they are. But Newsom and, you know, and other campaigners, Senator White House of Rhode Island, others who could run, Senator Coons of Delaware, you know, there are the candidates who could run for the Democrats who would be fresh faces. And you take away all the sort of the Biden baggage. I just say that because I'm lazy and can't come up with a better phrase. And so, you know, you have a new, a new face a younger face against Trump as well. Let's put it, don't forget that, too. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, again, speaking as a Democrat, I had hoped that Biden would yeah. early on hold on to his, I don't think he pledged, but he had, the, the indication was he was going to be a one-term yeah. president, yeah. Uh, just to kind of to, to be the interim, just to slide things away from Trump into a more reasonable era, and then things have changed. But my problem still is, and I hear the names you just mentioned, I'm just not sure if there's enough time for any another any Democrat now to step in and become, 
you know, the, the a, a candidate strong yeah. enough to beat Trump. And I can't believe. Fair enough. But let me let me say this too. I can't believe that Trump has got all this support. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. The man is deranged. Yeah. I mean, I can go through all of the things. You know, he is deranged. He's a chauvinist. He is he's a rapist. He is a con man. He's a fraud. Uh, he's a liar. Uh, he's all of those things. He has already said his entire campaign has been about, if I get into office, I'm going to get revenge on my enemies. He said all of these things. Um, he's under indictment. He may be actually a criminal by the time. Uh, and, and yet, and yet, it's not... I keep saying it's a little cult group, but it's not. It seems to me it's more than a cult group that's out there. Oh, it's more than a cult group, yeah. yeah. So I just, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what happens. I just, um, I don't know where it goes. Um, let's talk about Trump for a minute before I get into some of the international stuff. Yeah. Um, he's under a gag order, but the gag order apparently is being partially lifted. Because it might violate his First Amendment rights. Explain to me, Tom, because you're a wise man. <laughs> if I am, uh, if I am charged with a crime and I am in court as a normal, ordinary, everyday citizen charged with a crime, a judge has a right to impose a gag order on me, and nobody says that's infringing on my. First Amendment rights, because it's inside the justice system and the judge has a right to control things there. I don't understand why Trump gets a pass on this issue uh, that the normal citizen would not get. And that's a very good question, and I believe the response, well, my response is going to be that he gets a pass because uh, he thinks he's above the law and others are buying into that. Uh, you're absolutely correct. There are occasions when a gag order, to the best of my knowledge, and I will say the obvious that I'm not a lawyer, where a gag order can be challenged uh, depending on your occupation or your need to say something. And I can't give you those examples, but, you know, you know, let's just say that you're a commentator on TV. I don't know. That's probably a bad example, but, you know, that's your livelihood. But the First Amendment, and I'm a strong defender of the First Amendment, as you know, has restrictions. It's just a classic. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater if there's no fire. So, you know, people can be uh, – you have restrictions on the First Amendment on, on some occasions. And so a gag order – limits your ability to talk about that particular issue. It doesn't limit your ability to talk about other things, Howard. It's, it's just about what's in front of the judge. Yeah, and, and, and it seems to me that Trump has been, and, and in Trump's case, the gag, the gag order specifically is to prevent him from intimidating right. witnesses or participants in the trial, which it would seem to me, in the interest of justice, any judge would have a right to do. Uh, here's right. the, Tom, isn't the bottom line everybody's afraid of Trump, including the judges? Isn't that the bottom line? I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why. And by by being afraid of him, you just uh, make him more powerful. Well, no question about that. It is why we've talked. I think you and I talked maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago. I had talked with another one of our political consultants, Matt Robeson, recently, and some others. Um, judges could jail him right now for having violated certain orders they've sent down. They've already fined him. Nobody, everybody's afraid to do it. No, nobody wants mm-hmm. to send him to jail. Nobody wants to do what would happen to you or me if we acted the way he did in a courtroom. Because That's they're afraid correct. of him. They're afraid of him. That's correct. 
That's correct. And that just emboldens that little mob you were talking about. He didn't use the word mob. I'm sorry. That little group of people, cult, I think he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not a little cult anymore. It's on half the population, it seems, both based on the last election. Uh, that just makes that part of his supporters even more dangerous and emboldened. Tom, last week I told you I didn't have any time to hang on for a while. Now, do, do you have time to hang on for a little bit? I do. Right, I need. Let me let me yes, do a I news do. break. Bob, can we do a news break, pal? Okay, let's do a news break. Keep on my format as close as I can. I, I want to get to some international stuff, at least to the okay. Israel, Hamas, and Ukrainian situation. Uh, we'll do that, and maybe if you'd like to offer a rant or two, as Mr. Slider did about the Steelers, you're welcome <laughs> to add that to the mix too. But we'll we'll do that coming up after we check into Ohio Valley headlines with Taylor Long. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 21st. It was another day of mourning for Tusky Valley as funeral services for the victims of last week's I-70 bus crash continued. The tragic accident claimed the lives of three students, two chaperones, and a teacher from Tuscarawas Valley local schools when their charter bus was hit by a semi-truck. In response to the tragedy, Tusky Valley schools have decided to extend the Thanksgiving break. Students will not have class until next Monday. And two restaurants teamed up to help families affected by last Tuesday's school bus charter crash on I-70. Texas Roadhouse and Canton-based Bubba's 33 are donating 100% of their proceeds to TV Strong, the group that's helping the families. Two other Texas Roadhouse locations in Columbus also joined in. And in Marshall County, local officials are still asking for the public's help in locating a missing 14-year-old boy. The Marshall County Sheriff's Office says they're looking for Johnny Barker, who's a missing runaway from Route 88. Officials say he also goes by the name LJ and is listed as 6 feet tall and 180 pounds. LJ also got a 304 tattoo on his left forearm and a Paw Patrol dog on his back calf. Anyone with information is urged to contact officials at 304-843-1500. And tonight's the night. The world's largest collection of life-size nutcrackers is on display in historic downtown Steubenville, and they will be out there for the entire holiday season. The tradition was started by the Nelson family from Steubenville, who partners every year with the Steubenville Cultural Trust that organizes and puts on the event. We will be live tonight from historic North 4th Street as they kick off their holiday season in a multitude of events. WTRF is proud to be the exclusive media partner for this year's Nutcracker Village. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. The Mustangs of SMU come back to beat West Virginia by a score of 70 to 58. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story and more coming up on today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Here in Fort Myers, Florida, the goal for West Virginia's first opponent in this tournament, SMU, was to make West Virginia tired. Full court pressure, run a lot of players at the Mountaineers, and it worked to a T. West Virginia did play well in the opening half. They were up by 11 points, 36 to 25, but everything turned in the second half as the Mustangs outscore West Virginia 45 to 22 in the second half of play. WVU shot the ball well in the first 20 minutes, 48% from the field, but in the second half, just 26% from the field, and that included 20%, 2 out of 10, from three-point range. So for the game, West Virginia ends up shooting 20 of 54, 37%. On the other side, SMU shoots 37% from the floor, but in the second half, they come back after a 37% first half to 60% from the field, and that included 5 of 11, or 46%, from three-point range. Individually, West Virginia finished up with two Mountaineers in double figures, 18 points and nine rebounds for Jesse Edwards. Quinn Slazinski finished up with 13 points. Seth Wilson came off the Mountaineer bench. He scored nine points and had a career-high eight rebounds. Final score, SMU 70, West Virginia 58. Next up for the Mountaineers, they'll take on the Virginia Cavaliers tomorrow night here in Fort Myers, Florida. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. auction service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168 or visit FrioandStack.com Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. We know you work hard every day. How about a change of pace in your normal routine? Let Jill's Gentleman's Club take you away from the reality of the real world for a few hours. Stop by after work or on the weekend and let the gorgeous dancers at Jill's strip away your troubles and worries. There's no better way to relax than sipping on a cold beverage while enjoying the stage show of one of the many house dancers at Jill's. And Jill's is the perfect place for that bachelor or divorce party. For a great read, check out Jill's blogs on jillsatclassact.com. Like us on Facebook, too, located off I-70, exit 11, Dallas Pike. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. I don't mind you coming here, wasting all my time. Because when you're standing all so near, I kind of lose my mind. 41 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 40 at the Highlands, 41 in Elm Grove, 42 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Lots of rain today, a high, maybe pushing close to 50 tomorrow, much of the same. Uh, Thanksgiving Day will be sunny and a high around 48 or so, so not too bad, but a little bit of rain coming down outside right now. Uh, I asked Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, international reporter and Pentagon guy, to hang around for a few minutes because I do want to get some of the international news in here. So let's do that right now. Tom, the defense secretary um, had taken... 
taken a trip to the Ukraine, right? Yeah, this is very interesting. I can tell you more now about it, Howard. Uh, As you know, I'm part of the radio pool at the Pentagon, and we were advised on Friday uh, on a, quote, trip by Austin to an undisclosed location. And I was the backup for the trip. I didn't go. Another radio reporter was, and it was her turn. She went, and uh, they left early Sunday morning from Andrews Air Force Base, flew to Poland, took the train overnight to, to Kiev, and he spent most of my all of Monday in Kiev. And then they took the train out and flew back. They're flying back today. They are in Poland at the end of the trip. So a uh, very important trip for Austin. Showed a flag. He did a really interesting. He did a video from there at, uh, last night with the lights behind. Him lit up in Kiev, sort of a defiance by the Ukrainians. We're putting all the lights on in our city. Come hit us, type of thing. Uh, he met with a lot of people, including Ukrainian soldiers who had been in Bakhmut, which was the scene of that month-long battle with the Russians, as you may recall. Um, and at the, they, the U.S. announced another hundred million dollars in aid to Ukraine. You know, I think it's very interesting that you know he went there because Ukraine's kind of fallen off the headlines for a lot of reasons. Israel, Gaza being the main one. Uh, one of the things that uh, you may not have read about the trip, Howard, and I didn't put in the morning note, uh, is that uh, President Zelensky, who, you know, used to be a comedian before he right. ran for president, right. he uh, he said that uh, Russia has tried to assassinate him uh, five or six times. He said the first time was scary, but after that, it was not so bad. It was like COVID, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so he still has a sense of humor. Uh, he does not have a he does not have a kill moose and squirrel accent. By the oh, way, okay. <laughs> just, to be, just to be clear on that, <laughs> was this Austin trip uh, purely? Um, and I don't mean this negatively, but was this really just PR, just image, or was there a point to it? Well, the, the, it was both. It, it was important PR. You're absolutely to, to show the Zelensky and the Ukrainians that you know we haven't forgotten about him because of what's going on in Gaza, and there's a concern about money coming from Ukraine because, as you know, Howard. Uh, there's, they haven't been able to pass new money. So there's a lot of real issues that go there and say everything's okay. Also, Austin did spend some time, uh, according to defense officials, uh, meeting with the Ukrainian military and hearing their plans for the winter offensive, winter defensive actions. So, uh, you know, that sort of firsthand meeting is tactical. Now, the Pentagon always says that the Pentagon doesn't advise Ukraine what to do, et cetera, et cetera, but none, no one believes that, you know, and so... Uh, and, you know, this was a, a chance for him to be there. I don't know. You've, you've never met Secretary Austin, I'm, I'm presuming. He's a very uh, quiet guy, but very imposing. He, he looks at you and he, lists, he listens. You really believe he's listening because he is. OK. And so, you know, his presence there, I think, uh, was both political, diplomatic, PR, as well as tactical. He is back home now. Uh, you know, I don't know if it, they've landed at Joint Frank Andrews yet, but they were to land sometime this morning. So, yeah, he should be on his way home, yeah. Let's hit the other hot spot in the world, which is Israel and Hamas. The Gaza Strip has been uh, oh. a real a real problem. I think I told you last week, and my feelings about this have not changed. I have a hard time even watching the news stories about this because of such tragedy that's going on there in the Gaza Strip, in particular the hospitals, the kids. Uh, where mm-hmm. are what's, what's, what's occurring there? Well, another hospital was hit, an uh, Indonesian hospital in North Gaza was hit by the Israelis. The, the hospital people say the Israelis said they didn't hit it. it. But regardless of who said who did it, it was hit and there was injuries. You know, this is one of the most frustrating stories to cover. And I'm not, you know, not complaining because it's a lot more tragic for the people there because there's so much going on and there's so little that can be verified. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's, it's just tough. But like I just said, the, the example I, I just said, um, you know, there's supposed to be a hostage deal uh, in the works by Qatar. It may be announced as soon as today with some hostages released. There's you know more than 200 hostages being held by Hamas, and this deal would be something like you know 50 hostages released in exchange for a pause to get um, a pause to get humanitarian aid in, and Israel has to stop its drones for six hours a day or something, you know, some, some very complicated plan. And I, I'll, I'll believe it, especially when I see it happen. And then there's these reports, Howard, and I don't mean to, this, I'm not straying. This is reports by the former Israeli Prime Minister Barak, who said, hey, we built tunnels under the hospitals in Gaza. We built some of the tunnels when we were occupying it. I'm thinking to myself, what? That's crazy to hear this. Mm-hmm. And on, and on, a, on a hometown note, Howard, there's two more journalists were killed. Uh, yesterday, this is in southern Lebanon. And more journalists have been killed since the startup of this fighting since October seventh than in any other, you know, equal period of time. This has just been deadly for journalists who are doing store, our job for, for us. Tom, it's as you point out. Right now, it is just hard to get a handle on what's truth and fiction, uh, confirming yeah. things that are being told. It's it's a very, uh, I guess, chaotic, for lack of a better phrase, uh, situation yeah. over there. With all of that said, do you have a sense that things are moving in any direction, or is it still basically just chaos? I believe it's still chaos. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I think that the United States, the Biden administration, is really frustrated as to what they can't get a handle on, what Israel is going to do, if and when they succeed in routing out, rooting out Hamas, uh, if they can. Uh, you know, Israel is being very methodical in their camp, ground campaign, which seems to uh, follow, you know, what U.S. military doctrine would do in an urban area. But they have a long way to go to root out Hamas. Um, the whole situation of what will happen afterwards is really flummoxing the United States and many other countries. The uh, Arab and Islamic nations delegation was in China yesterday, Howard, meeting in there that they with the Chinese foreign minister and others about how to get peace in Gaza and in the Middle East later. Oh, all sorts of ideas. But again, not a dime being pledged by these wealthy nations mm-hmm. to help rebuild Gaza. None of them will send troops in for a peacekeeping um, you know, force in Gaza after the fighting. So there's a lot of talk, but I'm not seeing or even hearing ide- subsequent ideas other than what Cyprus proposed a year, uh, a couple months ago, is to have a medical corridor going from it from it to, to the Middle East to help get the wounded out. That's the only concrete proposal I've heard. But it's not being, it's not operative, right? No, it's not. You're absolutely correct. No, but at least it was an idea. You know, we'll, we'll do this. If you can get the ships there, we'll set it up here. You know, we'll take care of these people. So, I mean, that was a concrete offer. Yeah. All right, Tom, i got to let you go. Before I, before I do, uh, um, good. I, I, how about them Steelers, huh? Well, you know, Howard, I always start off my conversation for listeners that I was a Steeler fan in 1968, sitting on the cold, hard benches of Old Pitt Stadium when Joe Green was a rookie. So my Steeler fan bona fides are there. I feel sorry for Kenny Pickett being drafted in the first round because too much pressure on anybody like that. I think that it's time the Steelers, uh, see how calm I am? It's time the Steelers move on to some new coaches and a new breath of fresh air because uh, it's just not working. Let me just put it away. It's just not working. They have a lot of talent. 
And I've, I, I've lived in Washington, D.C. a long time, and I see, saw what Joe Gibbs, who had been the former coach of the Washington then Redskins, did, winning two Super Bowls with a lot of talented folks, with, a quarter, with quarterbacks who were good but not great, but he knew how to coach. He knew how to use the players. And I don't think we have that, the Steelers. How's so, that? Calm. It's calm, calm, right? It is. Calm. Bob, look how he did. You see how he did that, pal? He, that's the Tom that I was counting on. But I tell you, I don't know. I talked to somebody a little bit ago, and man, wasn't that calm? Those, those gosh darn Steelers stink. How's that, Bob? That's the guy I was talking to. Tom, always good to talk to you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, thanks a lot. Have a happy Thanksgiving, indeed. Happy Thanksgiving, Tom. Yeah. See you. <laughs> See, that's nice and calm. He wasn't like that when you talked to him. No, 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 no. Worse than me. <laughs> Worse than me yesterday. <laughs> Ten till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, one of the things I would say over the last, you know, 25 years, it's been a long time since I've started, but I started out in different populations as far as inpatient, outpatient, actually did home health for a while. And I think it's important early on to kind of feel the waters. Um, you get great educational experience and you also kind of find your niche as far as who you want to work with and what's going to work out best for you. My name's Mike Ross. I'm a physical therapist. I've been down here at WVU Medicine, Reynolds Memorial Hospital for 25 years. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store, it's your Christmas shopping headquarters. Folks across the Midwest are rushing to Menards to save big money before the 11% sale ends on Thanksgiving Day. Now that I think about it, my recording studio does need an upgrade. I gotta hurry up and finish this read. Hurry to Menards before the 11% off sale ends. Stores close Thanksgiving, but 11% off remains in effect on Menards.com. Savings are mail-in rebates. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Honey, I'm heading to Menards. Save big money at I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clairsville. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70 at the top of the hill, the Highlands. He's a jolly old man with a big white beard. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe with 10,000 watts of power.
hour. Watchdog Morning Show underway here. Uh, it is uh, 41. I mean, it is, are you cold? I'm freezing in here. I think I'm getting used to it, Howard, and I got a sweatshirt on. It uh, go it get gets my, cold in here. I'm going to get my Route 66 hoodie and and uh, and, and, and put it on. Uh, Joe Manchin with us next hour. We've got some polling numbers on Biden to talk about. And I just this second, uh, during literally as the music was playing, a note from my friend Tom Sussman. It says WMOV Radio. You know Tom and I uh, work together. WMOV is one of the stations he owns. We'll be releasing a poll tomorrow morning. Let me see. Uh, now tomorrow morning doesn't say. I assume it's going to be probably on the Senate race and the governor's race. So uh, look for that tomorrow. WMOV poll here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I didn't ask you this. We didn't get a chance uh, to spend too much time together yesterday. W- was you buying, I uh, forget his name now, uh, that was kind of pumping up Mac Warner uh, yesterday, Matt you Parker. were very, yeah, you were very, really, Matt, yeah, Matt, you were very respectful, but look, I I thought that was going to be the case, but it's not the case, and I, you can talk about all you want, I don't think that he got off to the start that he was looking for. Well, I don't think he did, and the poll that, that uh, Matt Parker, uh, a, a former Ohio Valley native, says he still owns some property in Tridelphia, as a matter of fact, and he's a nice guy. Uh, I remember working with him during Bob Nay's campaign, so a nice guy. Um, and he's now with a super PAC that is supporting Mac Warner. The poll that he references is a poll that they did. And anytime you look at a poll done by the candidate or on behalf of the candidate, you got to, you know, you got to look at it with a skeptical eye. Now, in fairness, the more recent poll, the, the one before that that showed Morrissey way ahead, was done by a group working for Morrissey. So, but to answer your question, my. My gut tells me that Mac Warner is still not in the hunt right now. No, and and I believe that. And they were calling me just about every night, Howard, about a month ago, and they would go through every name. Do you like them somewhat? Do you like them a lot? Do you, you know? Do you hate their guts? And then they would go through the next guy. What do you think about him on a scale? You like him a lot? You don't like him at all? That that type of thing. So. They really wore me down because I do like to to participate in those, and I like see, to give my, see, I, see, my opinion. I, always, I feel like I'm not doing my job, but I always hang up on Well, you it. give your opinion on the air all the time, oh, yes. so maybe it just makes me feel important, Howard. Yes. <laughs> I, you want to know how I feel? Well, how much time do you have? Yeah. No, I think – I mean, I, I should answer them because – what do I do here every single, almost every day? Well, you're spilling out your opinions. Yeah, but I talk about polls, right? You like those polls. Well, how can the poll be any good if I, myself, personally, hang up when pollsters call? You're just now asking yourself that question, Howard? Well, yes, I guess I probably should have thought about that. (laughs) But uh, the phone will ring and Nancy will answer it, and I can tell right away, and and I'm going, giving her, no, hang up, hang up. And it's a good point. Why do I not do that? You know, because... Your 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 voice is getting counted in these polls, and I look at it this way: those people are working. I don't know what they're making, uh, you know, but that's oh, how yeah. you know they're, they're they're working. So I'll, I'll I'll look. Don't call me on Sunday at one o'clock. Just don't do that. I don't like it around the evenings, but okay, you're trying to catch people coming home from work. I understand how it how it works, but if it doesn't take twenty minutes, I'll participate and and I'll be honest with them. I don't. Um I don't ever, I try actually not to be rude to the people. All three of my boys at one time or another were telemarketers. And I try not to take it out against the fact the people who are calling. You know, it's, that's, that's their job. Although, truthfully, Bob, 
There aren't even telemarketers anymore. It's all now computerized. That's what irritates me. And that's the first question. You know, after I was getting bombarded, I'll say, is this a real person? And then they scramble, you know, trying to match up what I said. Right, exactly. Then I hang up. When I realize that it's not a a real person, get out of here. Don't don't waste my time. I always say, honey, who was? It was the the beep. What she means is that you get, um, uh, when the phone rings and you answer and say hello, it goes, doop. Which means now they're transferring you to, to somebody else. And so she gets, uh, uh, so again, I don't know. But I, I think that, uh, yeah, I should, I should take part in the polls. I, I guess I should. But to your well, question. who's calling you, Howard. Come on, let's be honest. To your question, um, with due respect to Matt Parker, who I think is a good analyst. I mean, I think he made a point. Um, but I don't think that poll is a valid poll. Uh, it was, a, I think it's a Slant is not the right word, but it was done on behalf of Mac Warner. So it gave him, and even that didn't put him in first place, put him in second place behind Morrissey. Uh, my gut, and it's just my gut tells me that I think that, that Warner is not in, I think this is a race between Moore Capito and the governor's race for the Republican nomination between Moore Capito and, um, and Patrick Morrissey. But there's a long, every time I read these polling stories, there's a long way to go between now and Election Day, so things could change. Bob, I like uh, I like Mac Warner, and I plan on voting for Mac Warner. What What was scary, Howard, the first time that we talked to Matt Warner as a candidate running for governor, he made me nervous because he, that military in him really came out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, look, I'm really proud of that too for you, Mac. But, man, we don't want that. We don't want a colonel or a general running the state. That's, that's just what my opinion was. Uh, no word on Kenny Pickett, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have fired Matt Canada. Well, that's good news. Their offensive coordinator. What took you so long? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, he was given the boot, I guess, today, and this according to ESPN. That uh, is breaking news, Howard. Thank breaking, you. Breaking news this morning, so we'll have that there. Maybe Tom's listening. You, you, you just put a smile on Tom <laughs> Squidary's face. <laughs> All right, coming up next hour, Joe Manchin will be with us. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, a couple other issues I want to get into. Got a couple of texts coming through. And we still haven't done a giveaway, have we? We haven't. We'll try and get at least one, maybe two in. I don't think we get two in or not. We'll try to get at least one uh, turkey shoot coming up the next hour of the show. Just about 9 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show, ABC will cover the world. You can be part of our program by texting in at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. Yeah. 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 Yeah.